Hey everyone, welcome to the GSP Fantasy Football Podcast Week 2, presented by 4Guys AFK Media. Um, this is Ollie, and we only have Josh on with us today. Josh, are you there? I am here, and I'm your only guest today. I know, well, you're not guest, you're co-host, and our other co-host is uh, getting drunk right now in Stockton, California. So he's not joining us, so this we'll try, we're trying to get him in our later area where we do our league picks um but we'll see if he's able to type in his answers in our chat window here um if not then he just forfeits and he buys the stakes automatically because that's a seven game swing i hope he doesn't show up yeah (laughs) we make rules on the fly that's how we do things because we don't like to pay for things and also (laughs) also don't forget last year the entire league thought I was Judge Dredd because of my iron fist ways of co-commissioning the Fantasy League. So I I can also Judge Dredd these picks for us as well and get stakes out of it. Judge Dredd has spoken, and uh, unfortunately, JV, you are buying stakes because of the seven-game swing. I am the law. Okay. That's enough. (laughs) All right. So uh, moving on, I think we always, like our new format, we kick off with some news and injuries. And, um, you know, right now, like, one of the number one stories right now is uh, Seahawks' Russell Wilson uh, will be ready to play against the Rams. He, if, for those who don't know, he, Duncan and Sue stepped on his ankle, and he had a noticeable limp during the game, but it disappeared towards the, you know, the final drive where they, they you know, won an ugly game against the Dolphins. So... I mean, from a Seahawks fan standpoint, for me, I'm not too worried. I think Russell Wilson's actually going to play. He posted a, uh, a video on his Instagram of him riding his uh, air bike, and the ankle looked fine. Um, Josh, what do you think? I I think the media is just overhyping a story that doesn't really exist. I think Russell Wilson would be just fine. He kept playing even after the injury last week, and actually got them to the victory. Um, I think he actually played better after he got injured, of all things. His last drive was like the best drive of the whole game. So I think he'll be fine, honestly. I, I, you know, that's a good point. What you mentioned is that his last drive was pretty good. It it's almost seems like when he didn't he he didn't scramble and just stayed in that pocket and just made really quick passes, the offense seemed to move a lot better than it did uh, the entire game of him running around. So I wonder if that's what we'll see against uh, the Rams next week. But I would still start Russell. I would too. If he doesn't try too hard and just sticks to what he's good at, and you know he'll he'll be fine, I think. So, all right. Uh, the next news is Sammy Watkins uh, worked with trainers indoors on in Tuesday practice. Uh, this is, you know, I think believe the same foot that he hurt last year, and you know Sammy Watkins throughout his career has had the injury bug. Uh, I just don't know if I could trust him. I know I avoided him, even though I think he was a top 15 wide receiver. I avoided him in the draft at all costs. Um, I would still, if I had him on my team, I would probably try to trade him to see while he still probably carries some weight in his value. I don't trust him. Yeah, I had him last year, I think, in one of my leagues, and he was very inconsistent. Like one week he'll you know, do pretty well, and then the next week he'll be like, oh, three catches for... 30 yards or something so it's kind of in the inconsistency is there and then yeah he's got some like injury history and 
he's got thyroid Taylor or Tyrod Taylor or whatever you want to call him throwing to him and even then he's not like you know the best best quarterback out there he's he's still kind of growing in his role too so it likely this week Sammy Watkins is going to have the questionable tag or something and then you're going to have to figure out what to do with him so if you own Sammy Watkins you better have a option on your bench ready just in case he sits or something I guess so yep I agree uh the next story is uh the dreaded timeshare of running backs so Falcons head coach uh Dan Quinn said the team will continue to use both Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman uh as a running back tandem um that certainly drops the value of Freeman and increases the the value of Coleman but it's an ugly situation ever you are in a running back tandem um I just Again, Devontae and Tevin Coleman were the two I voted in my draft, even though in my work draft, in my in my uh, in the league, GSP league that we we're in, Josh and I are in, um, it was a keeper. And I don't know if, you know, if Richard had to do it again, knowing this now, would he keep Freeman as a as a keeper? I think leading up to the beginning of the season, people were saying Devontae Freeman was going to uh, be overrated and Tevin Coleman was going to cut into his workload and already at week two we already see it happening so it was almost like you know it wasn't like a surprise or anything it was kind of like we kind of knew the signs were there for that to happen um, and kudos to Carlson for picking up Tevin Coleman actually off the waiver wire I actually thought that was a good move um, but both running backs are not going to be like RB1s or anything like that. Devontae Freeman might be a RB2, you know, but we'll see. But definitely both Kevin Coleman's, like, increased time is going to tank some of Devontae Freeman's, you know, value significantly, so. Right. I, I, I mean, we're not saying drop any of them by any means just because I think if there's an injury that occurs, uh, one of them will be a lotto ticket to the, fi- or to the playoffs, so treat both. Um, but it's going to be hard to to play them every week. Or if you do play them every week, expect a lot out of them. Um, yeah, so Carlson, I would right now see if Richard's interested in t- trading for Tevin Coleman. I would say that just because in our league, our bench spots are only four. So they are precious. So having dead weight on your bench, if you're not going to plan to use them, see if you can get something out of them. Yes, and also I did call Tevin Coleman Tevin Campbell last week. By accident, just did every you really? time I did. Every time I think, every time I see the name Tevin Coleman, part of my subconscious says, "There's this old school '90s R&B singer named Tevin Campbell." So you want to chill? Is that a song? No, it was. Oh, um, can we talk? Can, can we, we talk? talk? That's right. Yeah. And that round and round. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Anyways, okay. <laughs> okay, Tevin Campbell, keep him. Yes. I get it. Tevin Campbell Coleman, anyway. Yeah. Uh, next story is Edward reports that Jamal Charles could sit out again this this week. Um, so yeah, I have Jamal Charles in my other league. And luckily enough for me, I loaded up on running backs in that league, so I'm not too worried. But this is a cause for concern um, for those who own Jamal Charles because Spencer Ware looked really, really good in this game. And... You know, just like the situation in Devon, uh, with Devontae Freeman and Tevin Campbell Coleman, um, this is going to be looking like it's going to be a timeshare. 
I agree. This could become, you know, the RBBC um, running back by committee kind of situation. You got Charles, who's, you know, coming off a torn ACL, now two ACL surgeries, and he'll probably be not at the highest level when he comes back. And then you got Spencer Ware, who's playing out of his mind, um, went crazy last week. And, of course, they got Sharkhandrick West back there, too. I mean, I don't know how the carries are going to get split up, but even if Jamal Charles does come back, Spencer's Ware going to probably Spencer Ware is probably going to cut into his productivity no matter what. So if you paid like a lot of money or drafted Jamal Charles very high, you may not be getting that RB one value that you were expecting um, just based on how this season has played out so far. So it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's it's bad. Well, I'm lucky I don't have to deal with that headache. Uh, at least in the RGSP League. Um, next story is Jeff Fisher indicated that Casey Keaton remains the starting quarterback. Now, Casey Keaton is not the story. It's what it does to, to Todd Gurley is <laughs> the story here. Todderick. Yeah, Todderick Gurley. Uh, Josh, give me your take, and then I'll, I'll fill in with mine. Um, I will tell you that I did watch part of that Monday night game, and I got so I mean, the game was so bad that I switched to Monday Night Raw and I started watching wrestling. And then I switched back during the commercial and the score was still a shutout. And I was like, oh my gosh, these Rams are so bad. They can't even score against the 49ers. So I went back to Raw, watched a few more matches and looked back again. And at the end of the game, it was like, I think it was 28 nothing. I think the score ended up being a shutout. And I was just like, wow, this is bad. And then later on, I realized why it was that case keenum just played very terribly um two interceptions uh no touchdowns i i don't they couldn't even get into the field goal range um it was pretty bad so i think until jeff fisher like opens his eyes and changes the starting quarterback um if case keenum is behind center uh they're going to just continue to stack up the fronts todd Gurley is going to continue getting whatever 15 carries for 30 yards and all the wide receivers and tight ends are not going to do very well and that's my take on it yeah i don't i don't even know if he can change his uh his quarterback because he has sean Mannion and is that his name the backup quarterback and then also uh jared goff and i don't know if you if you ever watched hard knocks but jared goff looks terrible in hard knocks and one of the key things that casey kingdom has is the captain's letter on his jersey so the players actually voted him the team captain so it goes to show how much faith they have in any other quarterback on their team at this point um yeah we might be seeing casey keenum or just even the lack of talent into quarterback level um for the rams and that will ultimately hold them back it's held them back for the last three years i mean come on they have a great defense or what should have been a great defense i think they just got tired and they got bullied around by the 49ers eventually, which is sad to say. Uh, and then Todd Rick Gurley, or Todd Gurley, uh, faced a loaded front. And they dared Casey Keenum to throw, and he couldn't do anything. So um, I'm worried as a Todd Gurley owner right now. Uh, I don't want to own any of their wide receivers. I don't want to own their tight end. And I don't want to own any of their quarterbacks until, I don't know, Hopefully, like if I don't know if you watched Todd Gurley run, I know you're watching Raw, but the only way he got some positive yards was that he was able to to do it himself, and I don't think he can sustain that for that many games in the future. Yeah, I 
I don't know. I I, I feel like the, this quarterback issue could be a big problem and will affect all of their skill positions. So I, yeah, I don't know what the solution is. Maybe they should go get Tim Tebow or Johnny Manziel. Because... Yeah, Tim Tebow's playing football or baseball. <laughs> oh yeah, I think he got offered a contract to play baseball. Like a minor league contract. Well, even Tim Tebow, at least he won games. He won a right? playoff game. He won a playoff game. That's right. Um, so you, I, you can say that Tim Tebow has more success than Case Keenum. Um, That's easy to say. Yeah, that's easy <laughs> to say about like a lot of other quarterbacks too. Because like, I don't know how many won a divisional championship game. So. That's true. Well, anyway, at this point, and the Rams are coming in, or the Seahawks are going into L.A. actually and playing the Rams, and I don't even think uh, the Rams are going to do any better against the Seahawks defense, let alone if they couldn't do well against the 49ers defense. So woe to Joe and his Todd Gurley this week because he might see more of the same. Yep. Yep, and the last big news of the week was Keenan Allen towards ACL and will be out the remainder of the 2016 season. Why is that a new story? Well, I mean, a lot of people picked him to be a a top 15 wide receiver uh, this year. <laughs> For me, why is it a new story? Because Josh actually has Keenan Allen as and he was his keeper. So now. <laughs> I mean, it's really early in the season, but Josh is really playing for not to be the last at this point. Uh, I agree with that statement. Uh, that was a very painful one to absorb. I'm now playing waiver wire uh, scavenger here, trying to find like viable replacements. Um, but that's kind of a tough one. I was hoping to extract half a season to three quarters of a season from him, not two quarters and then lose him for the rest of the year in game one. So, um, I mean, he, he did pretty well in the one half he played. If I if you could carry that out, like, for an entire season, he'd be, like, a stud, right? But, you know, I knew the injury history going in, and I knew the risk is involved. Um, I mean, his injury last year was a lacerated kidney, not a torn ACL. So I thought, oh, okay, well, a lacerated kidney, that's not, like, a normal injury. But, you know, it I don't happens. Know, man. I- his first year, he didn't have any injury issues. And then I think his second year, he had injury issues. Third year, he was fine. Fourth year, he had injury issues. And now fifth year, he's out. Yeah. At some point, there's there's a pattern there. And I don't know how often you're going to trust going to that well. Yeah, well, I don't think I'll keep him for next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, and now, uh, like, you are looking for a replacement for him. So I think the next... Uh, Next uh, logical thing in our discussion here is waiver wire pickups. Unfortunately, for uh, a lot of you, these have already occurred because our podcast is occurring on Wednesday. Uh, we were trying to get this out on Tuesday, but we had uh, scheduling conflicts on our, our end, and hopefully we will be able to do a segment of this earlier on for you guys to kind of d- digest. Waiver wire pickups. Um, basically, compiled a quick list of a waiver wire site that had their top picks. Um, for this week, and I also took a clip of our league activity of what has occurred, and uh, you know, like we'll can breeze through this again because most of you probably have already had these pickups. But I guess essentially, what would you do, um, you know, to replace that Keenan Allen? And a couple of names that just jumped out at me on the waiver wire pickups was uh, Tyrell Williams, who works, who uh, plays for uh, San Diego, and is being touted as the the replacement for Keenan Allen. Those targets got to go somewhere. 
me personally, I think they'll go to Danny Woodhead, not Tyrell Williams. But Josh, what do you think? Um, I, I think they're going to go all over the place. Uh, Danny Woodhead, Antonio Gates, even Travis Benjamin might get some of those re- receptions. I don't know if you know Tyrell Williams will get all of them. Uh, we're talking about like a hundred something targets, right? Uh, or catches from last year. So I mean, uh, but I think Tyrell will get some added production being in where Keenan Allen's position was. I think it was the slot receiver or whatever. Uh, but I agree with you. I think um, Rivers is just going to spread the ball around. Uh, I don't think Tyra Williams is going to duplicate Keenan Allen's productivity one to one or anything like that. Danny Woodhead's going to be a beast. That's my prediction. That's my bull prediction. Yeah. Well, he was already a kind of a PPR yeah. monster before yeah. that. So. And he's going to be even a bigger monster at this point. And Richard has him again, just like last year. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he it worked for him last year somewhat to extent. I mean, he didn't win, but it worked. Mm-hmm. A, a couple notable other pickups in in our league. And keep in mind, our league is 14 teams. We have uh, a four-person bench. We carry th- uh, two wide receivers in a flex spot. So the coverage is kind of bare, and the fight for uh, pickups is, is intense for the most part because – one of the guy that I wanted was actually Jeremy Curley of the 49ers. Um, we had Brandon pick him up for 23 bucks. I only bid a dollar because I'm cheap like that. But what I liked about Curley among all the wide receivers, and the, to those who are watching right now, Jeremy Curley is not listed on the, a waiver wire pickup on these other sites. But he had, I think, eight targets, which I like to look at the volume of targets wide receivers are getting, especially for a PPR league, because it just means points for catches and just more opportunities in general. Um, so I wanted Jeremy Curley. 23 bucks is a little steep for him. Um, Josh, is there anything that for you that kind of stuck out in, I, our, in our recent league activity? I uh, I put in the bid for Jeremy Curley too, actually, but I didn't put $23. I, I think I put in like 11 bucks for Jeremy Curley. Um, but I agree. I was, I'm was i also looking at the, the targets, the catches, um because, yeah, in the PPR league, uh, every single catch is a point, and that's a lot of points that if you get a lot of catches. Like, that's the reason why I picked up Cole Beasley, even though Cole Beasley is, like, not on the, the list of uh, recommended pickups. Because Cole Beasley had, I think, eight catches, and um, he's become Dak Prescott's little safety valve outside of uh, uh, Jason Witten. So it's kind of like, well... You know, I that that kind of makes sense too. Cole Beasley is similar to Jeremy Curley, just a lot of targets, a lot of catches. So that's where I'm looking to get some points. From the uh, so again, like I mentioned, we have a pretty deep uh, knowledge of in our league of, of pickups. Let's look at over what the suggested pickups are from. Um, I think I picked this up from Roto World. Uh, from a quarterback level, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo actually looked really good, uh, and I think the. Against a, a very stout Cardinal defense, so I, you know, with Tom Brady coming back, you know, he's going to go on the bench. But like, I wonder, like, if you are struggling and kind of pick the bottom rung quarterbacks, um, I would probably pick Jimmy Garoppolo for the next three weeks. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo did look good in that game, and he was facing Arizona defense, and Arizona has a decent defense too, so he, he did pretty well. If Joe Flacco is available, he's he's a good pickup too because he's got plenty of weapons over in Baltimore. I mean, he's got some old guys, Mike Wallace and Steve Smith. Was he? 
But, you know, he's got some weapons out there he could use. So, I mean, I, I agree with Roto World's uh, list of quarterbacks if those guys are the only ones available. I don't know well, if no, I give... Those are, those are, like, the ideal people available, right? Like, it... And I think they kind of tailored to leagues that are 12-team, 10-team leagues more than anything else because, like, guys like Will Fuller, Mohamed Sanu, Brandon LaFell, Philip Dorsett, they're not available in our leagues. I actually have Dorsett and Tajay Sharp, which they list on here, and I was high on Tajay Sharp during the draft, and I was like, he's going to get all the targets. And I think he he collected, like, seven or eight targets his way and just churned them into a massive amount of yards uh, for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I guess this is tailored towards 10, 12 team leagues. You're right, because most of these guys are pretty much gone in our league. Not the quarterbacks, but the running backs and the wide receivers, they're pretty much all gone. Um, but, but, yeah, if, I mean, like, I agree with this list. If you have a holes in your team, Tevin Coleman's a good pickup, Terrence West, um, because right now it doesn't look like Justin Forsett, who said he claimed the, the number one spot, um, has a good grasp on it. I think West can sneak up and take that number one spot, so... Yeah, I thought Theo Riddick looked really good. He caught a bunch of passes, got a bunch of yards, and I think he got a touchdown too. So, so um, are you going to owe Andy an apology for the the high bit of the Theo Riddick? Did I diss him for that? I think you and JV made fun of him. Oh, and he's like, "Yeah, the backup." I think he made a comment where like, "Yeah, it looks like I paid more for the backup." I think you're right. Well, okay. Andy, if you're out there, I apologize for dissing your theoretic. He looked pretty good. If you want to trade him to me, I'll I'll give you uh, Jay Ajayi. <laughs> I still don't get why you have him on your bench. Anyways, <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> All right, moving on because uh, we have Thursday Night Football. We're going to go over quickly studs and duds. That's our next segment here, people. Um, we go off the ESPN rankings list here of, and what we totally do for for the new people listening is that we'll just pickously pick a top ten quarterback that will fall out, and then a non top ten quarterback that can be a top ten player or the best player uh, within that um, eleven and under team. So Josh, let's kick off the quarterbacks and I'll let you go ahead and pick your your stud and from eleven below and your dud from one through ten. My stud from 11 and below. Um, you know, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the highest one on here, Andrew Luck, number 11. He had four touchdown passes last week. I mean, granted it was the Lions' defense, but still, he did pretty good. He looks like he's ready to bounce back this season. So I, I think he's going to do pretty well again, even if it is the Denver defense. Um, Andrew Luck's got plenty of weapons out there. I Yeah, I think that's the major downgrade is just because it's at Denver. And clearly, if you look at the rankings in ESPN, he's in the rated number 11 right now. John Clayton rated him 19, which very much skewed <laughs> the uh, the rating system a little bit. Yeah. For the average. Um, but anyways, uh, that's a pretty good pick. Josh, who's your dud? Uh, my dud for this week... I'm going to have to go with Blake Bortles. Um, Didn't you pick him last week? I did, and I'm going to pick <laughs> him again. Um, I, it's fine that he's playing the San Diego defense. I mean, San Diego defense isn't like that great. They, they blew a lead, and they let Alex Smith like basically destroy him. But I, I'm still not 
convinced that Blake Bortles is like elite level quarterback. And so I still don't believe he'll perform in top 10 numbers. That's, that's my only thing. My, uh, so my stud coming out of the, um, that group here, I mean, I like, I don't know. I feel like Kirk Cousins can bounce back. He had a, a pretty terrible game against Pittsburgh, but Dallas is another story. And, um, I, th- I think a division rival coming off in you're coming off a loss and where you didn't play great, you know, Kurt Cousins is going to be out for blood at this point and actually try to show up and actually win this game. Losing a division rival this early is basically terrible because <laughs> yeah. then you're going to, if you lose it again to them in the future, that's a two game swing and a three game, basically a ha- game lead on the division. Not saying that Dallas will win the division, but hypothetically speaking, you still don't want to lose to a rival. Um, for me, the the dud of the week, I would say, is Aaron Rodgers. He's playing in Minnesota. Um, yes, he got three touchdowns and a running touchdown uh, last week, but I think Minnesota has a better stout defense. And for some reason, Minnesota will always play Green Bay tough. So I think Aaron Rodgers will come back down to earth. Will he be terrible? No, but I think the other top ten quarterbacks have a better shot of putting up better points than him. That's fair. I didn't want to pick him because I have him. <laughs> oh, I wanted to pick him because you had him. Oh, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I just want to say he sucks. I, I mean, like, see how this works? You pick my quarterback and say he'll do great. I pick yours and say he'll do terrible. This is how, this is how we do things around here. Jeez, I was hoping to get some extended grace on that one. All right, <laughs> I see how it is. No, I hope not. <laughs> Anyways, we'll move on to running backs. Uh, Josh, I'll let you kick this one off again. All right. Uh, oh, so pick the. The stud first, right? Yeah, or you could you could flip it around. Go ahead and pick the dud if you feel like there's a dud. If I feel like there's a dud in the top, are we doing top ten or top fifteen? Top. Let's do top fifteen here. This is. I mean, quarterbacks are easier to to you know to rate, but uh, running backs are a little bit harder. So let's do top fifteen. Top fifteen. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this is easy for me. I'm going to pick Todd Gurley. Because <laughs> wow, that's really. <laughs> He'll. We already talked about this. He's going to face the okay. Seahawks defense. They're going to play Case Keenum again next week. I expect the same result as week one. Like 15 rushes for 40 yards or something. I think it's not going to be that good. So I I, I feel like he's going to drop out of the, the top 15. So he's my dud. And then the stud... Um, I'm going to go with Danny Woodhead, actually. Oh, you're, so you're you're feeding into what I told you at the news story. And I and I agree with it. <laughs> I think uh, he will get a bunch. Well, he was going to get a bunch of targets anyway. But um, in our league, since every single catch is one point, it's going to elevate him pretty significantly. Because these rankings are for like standard leagues, and in PPR league, it's a different beast. So I think Mr. Woodhead is. Gonna move on up. Nice. My stud uh, for this week is Melvin Gordon. He faces the Jacksonville defense. That is a strong defense, but the way he looked in the game last week, it showed a. a and I know this is gonna be hard for you to hear because you had him last year and he did jack crap for you, but he ran with a purpose. He was used somewhat in the passing game. 
So I I still look things big things from Melvin Gordon. I really wish I drafted him. I just didn't feel that high at the time, but man, he looked really good. That did, my, that did hurt me, by the way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. Uh, my my dud for the week is actually going to be uh, Doug Martin at Tampa Bay. He's ranked number 14 right now. He's facing Arizona at Arizona. Um, I think it was. Uh, I think they're out to redeem their 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 game here as far as uh, trying to shut down the run and making James Winston throw. And James Winston did throw, but they have Patrick Peterson. Um, shadowing Mike Evans at this point. So I feel like Doug Martin, who didn't have a great week one, will again shut down. I think Doug Martin, let me let me kind of backtrack here. Doug Martin from a PPR level, if you are in a PPR league, had a good game because he got catches. Um, I don't think he'll continue that many catches throughout the game. That's my opinion personally. So I think he's my, my dead for the week. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Before we move on, uh, Thomas Ross is number 26 and he was just announced as the starter in the LA against LA um he didn't rush for much yards in the first game he actually did have more carries than Chris and Michael but I don't know again sorry guys for those who are looking for more fancy related advice that's more diverse we are Seahawks fans through and through so uh I feel like this is a good pressure test for him to find out if he can carry the load for the rest of the year Josh what do you think uh, I agree. Kristen Michael did run better than him last week in the limited number of carries that um, they they both split up. Uh, yeah, this is Rawls' opportunity to solidify his grasp on the starting position. I mean, if he doesn't do well this week, there may be some doubt that he should be the unanimous kind of starter. So... Yeah, I think this is Rawls' opportunity, and honestly, I I don't know. They they both very talented backs in their own ways. Um, it, they run differently, but they're both very talented. So it's kind of like, you know, I mean, if one were to go down or we use one or the other, I'm sure I both of them will succeed. Um, it's a matter of kind of who who's more hungry for it, I guess, right? So. Yeah, from from a yeah, perspective, I am very comfortable with either one running. So I think we're not, and of course the rumors of Marshawn Lynch coming back week four, week five. Yeah, that's the that's there, that's around. Which is funny, by the way, because he just appeared on that episode of a bear. Was it Bear Grylls? Bear Grylls, yeah, running wild with Bear Grylls. If you guys haven't seen that episode with Bear Grylls, and if you're not a fan, I suggest you check it out because Marshawn Lynch was awesome. I think maybe that's why he's thinking about coming back to the football field because he's. Did you watch it? I didn't watch it, but I'm what? thinking maybe he's like... You need to go back and watch it. It gives you a different perspective on Marshawn Lynch, and it just makes you like him even more. Okay, well, yeah. I think he's getting I, bored. <laughs> no, I, I highly encourage anybody to watch that episode of Bear Grylls. Running okay. Wild. Okay, okay. I'll I'm watch ask it. you next week in podcast world. All right, all right. I'll watch it, I'll watch it, I'll watch it. <laughs> all right, next. Moving on to the wide receiver team, or wide receiver uh, group. Um. Okay, so the dud. Am I choosing from top ten or top fifteen on this one? Top fifteen. You usually do top fifteen. Okay. My dud, and unfortunately, I'm gonna have to say this is Des Bryant. Uh, I, it's unfortunate because I have him, but you know, last week he 
Dak Prescott threw 45 passes. Des Bryant only caught one pass for eight yards, and thus in our league, that's worth 1.8 points. Um, I feel like I'm not certain if Dak Prescott will do better this week and and whether he'll stop dinking and dunking and actually open it up down the field. So I'm going to pick Des Bryant for now and, and see what happens. Um, but he's the most likely one in the top 15 to drop out of the top 15 based on history already in week one. And then the stud. Um, in you know, the... you know who, say, who JV's thinking you should say? Who? Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> he did get a touchdown last week. He Larry got two. Fitzgerald. <laughs> he had two? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. He did get two. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to pick like, him again. I, know, I, I don't know if he's watch, watching right now, but I'm pretty sure he's like, say it. Or like if he's going to listen to this later, he's going to maybe say it. Say it. I'm not going to pick him again. Cause I'm not either. Don't worry. Larry, Larry Fitzgerald might get two touchdowns one week, and then John Brown might get the two touchdowns the following week, and then Michael Floyd might get the two touchdowns the following week. He, it could go to anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, the stud I want to pick that will enter the top 15 outside that's currently outside is uh, Jordan Matthews. Um, I felt that Carson Wentz looked very good. Jordan Matthews got a touchdown last week. Um, they're playing against Chicago, and as JV has reiterated, him being a Bears fan, he believes that the Bears are a terrible team. So I think Jordan Matthews will do well again. Uh, for me, I think my stud's going to be uh, Marvin Jones. I actually wanted him in our, our league, and unfortunately I didn't have the budget to draft him. Uh, I think... Between him and Golden Tate, I think they're interchangeable number ones, but I feel like Marvin Jones is ready to explode and, and kind of sort, sort, take over that mantle of Calvin Johnson, not fully be able to replace Calvin Johnson because not many wide receivers can, but to be that guy. Uh, my dud, now, is this cheating if I pick Demarius Thomas? Uh, he has a bad back. That didn't make the news. Um, we can only cover so much news at some point, but Demarius Thomas has a bad back, I think, um, and it's questionable to actually play. Now, if he's able to play, he has a fairly good matchup against Indy. So is that cheating? Um, no, he's on the list. There's no such thing as cheating. All right, then I'm picking him because he might not even play. <laughs> well, there you go. If he doesn't play, you automatically win, I guess. <laughs> I, I win nothing because we're not tracking in this from a betting standpoint. But you know what? <laughs> if you guys are listening to this and you're... You know, the questionable tag is now a new designation. It doesn't mean what it used to mean. I think there used to be a probable, but they took out the probable. So questionable can is 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 more 50-50 than before. It was like 30% chance they're going to play. So he could play. I'm just on the side that he won't. They took away know. probable? When did they take away probable? Yeah, they took away probable this year. Really? They, they changed the d- distinction of uh, injuries. So that's why you see a lot of more of these guys on, on as questionable. So it's either out now, or questionable. Yeah, so it's either definite or 50-50. You don't have that probable where it's like 75% that they'll play, and the questionable was 50-50 before, and, you know, doubtful was 30% that they'll play, and then out, you know? They don't have that anymore. It's questionable or, like, out. (laughs) Oof, that's rough for, uh, that's rough for fantasy owners. Uh, It is. Because, yeah, you, you probably won't even know until, like, right before kickoff, like, oh, He's practicing. Jay Glazer has just seen this guy practicing, and 
you know, they're ready to go, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like, yeah, better have options available behind Demarius Thomas if you have Demarius Thomas, just in case then. Yeah, for me, like what I do in the mornings before we go to the games or um, anything else, this is when I'm getting ready in the morning, I put on like NFL Fantasy Live or ESPN. That's usually on around 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock. I think the Red Zone channel does the same thing too. Um, get your news and be able to adjust on the fly. Um, or pay attention to your apps like Roto World or CBS Sportsline. You know, I'm just tossing all of that out there <laughs> as resources that I use to make sure I set the correct lineups. Yep. Yep. I use Roto World myself. I check it every morning, uh, Sunday morning, and uh, it's very helpful. But. In our league, we have to have the players before Sunday because the waiver wire uh, shuts down basically after Saturday. You can't like. Well, I mean, you can still use your bench, but yeah, if your bench is kind of light on wide receivers, yeah, you're gonna have to start picking up. Our waiver uh, kicks off at eight o'clock Sunday morning, so you need to be on it to, as early as you can Sunday to make that change for our for our league anyway. That's true. And there's also the factor of like 1 o'clock games versus 10 a.m. games. Like if your player is questionable and he's in a 1 p.m. game and your backups are playing at 10 a.m., then that could be trouble. So you need to monitor that too as a as a side note. So Right. So wide receivers turn into little uh, tips and tricks of what we do for ourselves. Yes. Tips and tricks. Moving trick. on to tight end. Uh, top ten this time because the this list is pretty thin. <laughs> uh, okay. Is, is it cheating if we both pick Gronk? Who might not play? Um, is he not going to play? Uh, I think he's still he's he's more likely to play, but I think it's still fifty fifty for the most part for Gronkowski. Oh, okay. Well, then we shouldn't pick him. That'd be cheap. <laughs> well, I I mean we picked. I got to pick a uh, different Thomas. Oh okay, fine, fine, fine. Uh, if that's Are, were you case, gonna pick him? Were you gonna pick him? I, I was thinking about it just because. Do it. Fine, cheater. I'll, I'll pick Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> I mean, that's that's obvious. Uh, besides, all the other ones are all toss ups anyway. In terms of the top ten, honestly, they they all look pretty good. Uh, so Rob Gronkowski probably has the highest chance of not doing well, even if he does play. You know, it's possible the injury might slow him down, but he might not play at all. So, so let's pick him for the dud, and then for the stud, I'm gonna go with uh, Eric Ebron. I liked his role in uh, last week's game, um, and also it looks like you know the Lions' offense seems to be quite on track and pumping on all cylinders it was quite a shootout between them and those colts and this week you know they're they're playing against tennessee so i feel like ebron has a chance to get another uh pile of targets and maybe even another touchdown so so tennessee actually held what kyle rudolph i think they played against uh last week i'm not 100 sure so i'm not i'm not sold on that pick but uh, you know, you could prove me wrong, Josh. But you, I, I like it when you pick your players to suck. So I'm gonna pick um. No, I'm not gonna pick Jason Witten. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> my dud coming out of uh 
the tight ends this week is Kobe Fleener. I mean, I'm not sold on on him and Drew Brees being able to gel. Uh, I think he's going to be a bust for the season. And you know, if they're looking for the next Jimmy Grant, he's not. It's not going to be him, in my person, er, in my opinion. Um, from a a stud standpoint, I'm not going to pick Mortalis Bennett, and I wish I could drop him, but there's really nothing left on our waiver wire wire to uh, to pick up. But I would say Jacob Tammy from Atlanta. He had I think nine targets last week. So he's not a sexy name, but he was heavily involved in the pass game. So I think he's looking to to jump up here and actually, you know, be the best out of this outlier group of tight ends. I I do like your pick of Eric Ebron. I probably would have picked him if you didn't. I just want to try to do something different and see, you know, give other people different perspective on on a different tight end. Eric Ebron is a sexy name, by the way. Because <laughs> uh... you call Jacob Tammy not a sexy name, so. I had to. Yeah, I had to retort. as far as you know, playing him in fantasy football because he has he hasn't. He's not a a top pick typically, but whatever you meant by yours, that's your thing. I'll you hear what that. you want to hear, anyway. No, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> the next segment is kickers and to all important kickers and. A lot of people will probably be like, why are you covering kickers, you know? But in our league, we, we have a point system where it's 5, 4, and 3, uh, depending on the length of field goal. And um, misses as well counts against uh, the kickers for uh, missed extra points and missed field goals over 30 yards. Is it 30 yards or 40 yards? 40 yards. Uh, um, no, no, missed field goals over 50 yards is minus is that it? one. Not... Oh, okay. And, missed ex- and I believe missed extra points too. Okay. But so that's a significant um, change. I think. Uh, I oh wait, wait. I have it reversed. Sorry, Ollie. A, anything under fifty yards missed is minus one. Anything missed over fifty yards does not count against the kicker. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. yeah. So yeah, like we had a lot of kickers miss game-winning field goals that were under fifty. So that is a significant thing for for us. So we cover it very lightly here, but we still do cover it. So speaking of studs for week one, outside the top ten. Uh, for me, I think Cross Boswell will be a stud just because of the fact that that Pittsburgh offense is pretty pretty good and can get rolling really easily. And you know, if they stall out, they're gonna have more scoring chances for for Boswell to kick field goals. So I'm gonna pick him as my stud. Uh, my dud. Wait, is Josh Brown playing? His suspension's over. He was a nice. one. It was a one game suspension. Yeah, I still don't like him. But he will probably do well because he's facing New Orleans. So my dud this week will be uh, Adam Vinatieri. Denver defense, this is means me betting against my quarterback, but I wonder if they're not going to be able to get it in in range for him to actually do much. Or hopefully they score 10 touchdowns. So I don't really care about Adam Vinatieri getting a lot of points because that means my, my, uh, my guys don't. There you go. <laughs> You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna first pick the stud, and it's gonna be something from far left field. I'm gonna pick the St. Louis Rams kicker as the stud, and he's not even on this list. You, wait, wait, wait! I don't St. even know his Rams name. Kicker, St. Louis Rams kicker does not exist. <laughs> I know it's not on the list. What's that guy's name? I don't even know his name. No, no, no! St. Louis Rams does not exist. Exactly. It's the, L- it's the L.A. Rams. Oh, my bad. That's right. They moved. <laughs> and it's Greg Zerline, right? Isn't that the kick you're talking about? Uh, is it still Greg Zerline? I don't know. 
Okay. I, I don't really picture that. Okay. Well, I think it is. Okay. Well, I pick the LA Rams kicker, whoever it is. And the reason why I'm picking him to be the stud is because I feel like that offense is going to be bad with Case Keenum. They're not going to score any touchdowns. They might get in the field goal range, but they're not going to get very far. And in this league, if we're awarding points for long field goals, um, I feel like this is going to be like lots and lots of field goals. Look what happened last week against Miami, right? I mean, Miami, all they did was kick field goals like almost the entire game. Um, so I feel like the Seahawks might do the same thing and uh, to the Rams. So I don't care what his name is, but I'm picking him as the stud. Now for the dud, um, you know what, I'm just I'm just gonna I want to pick Josh Brown because he's he's a he's what what was he what was he suspended for again? Domestic violence, I think. Yeah, I want to pick him for that, but he'll probably do well because they're playing against New Orleans, um, so I won't pick him. Um, but the dud. You know, the dud I'm going to go with, uh, you know what? Maybe I will pick Josh Brown. The, the thing about the thing about the shootouts and if, it, if the Giants and the Saints go to a shootout just like last year, because I remember last year, like, um, Eli Manning and Drew Brees, they played against each other and they scored like five touchdown passes each or something like that in this one game. If they score a lot of touchdowns, it's just a lot of extra points, not a lot of field goals, right? So that's what will make Josh Brown like a dud because he won't get as many field goal chances and just score a bunch of extra points. So I choose this domestic abuser to be the dud. There you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, cool. <laughs> Last but not least, it's the, it's, it's the defense uh, that we're going to cover here. Um, All right. I think the number one defense outside the top ten – is going to be the... I have no clue, actually. This is hard, because I think... I want to say the Philadelphia Eagles, because they're facing the Chicago Bears. I'm just basically saying that, because JB keeps saying that the Bears are terrible. And I'm just going to go with that, is that the Philadelphia Eagles is going to be the best <laughs> defense. And they do have a good defense, don't get me wrong. And I think they're going to show it against the Bears. Um, my duds of the week, from the top 10, it's not going to be the Seahawks because Casey Keenum's playing, and they are rated number one, and rightfully so. Uh, I believe that, uh, let, me, let me throw this out there. I think that, that Andrew Luck will score touchdowns against the Denver Broncos. So Denver at number four, I think, will fall out of the top 10. You picked the exact same ones I was going to pick. <laughs> well, then good. They were done. Defense moving on. <laughs> Unless you want to add something else. I, I was going to try to pick different ones, but forget it. I'm not going to even try because those two are, like, to me, the most obvious picks, too. So we're done. All right. Sounds good. Moving on to our GSP Week 1 results. So basically um, this is a portion where we kind of go over our, our league more, more so than, um, you know, general fancy stuff. So if you guys enjoy this part, you know, we enjoy the trash talking and making fun of other teams or making fun of ourselves. So here we go. Week one results. We have um, an unexpected number one team, um, the Canadian Ballers, which is Carlson. Uh, for those who followed us last year, he was pretty much the last place team and sucked. So uh, this is the first time he's number one and have been over 500 in his two years of playing. So enjoy this while it lasts, Carlson, because it's not going to – I don't know if it's going to last, but we have JV right now in the podcast at second place. 
uh, Roy at third place with the Fort Sutter Awakens. I'm the fourth place team. Uh, we have Richard Chicken McNasty as the fifth place. Jeremy, who we ha we touted in the very beginning of the year as the number one team, uh, the sixth place team, and he barely eked out a win against uh, Brandon. Uh, we have Andy as the last the team to win um, last week at uh, that position. Then we have a bunch of uh, suckers who suck. Yep, get it. Thank Double you. Suck. Yeah. Thank you. In in uh, Vengeon is the lead is the lead terrible team followed by Michelle, Brandon, uh, Michael, uh, Josh. He's, he, he's not last, guys. He's not last. Field generals, which is Alan and uh, Dom, which is uh, rogue bidding. I'm not last. And he, you're not last. Um, you will be at the end of the year, but you're not. <laughs> no. I mean, even you lost to Roy, man. Alex Smith had four touchdowns. What are you going to do you about lost, that? You, you still lost to Roy. And one, and my, one of my top guys tore his ACL. What are you going to do about that? Uh, yeah, you still lost to Roy. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, and if you guys ever followed our pick em portion of the thing where we have stakes on the line, Josh actually turned out to be the top pick for week one at six, JV at four, and I ended up with five. Which one got me over the lead? It was the it was the pick with uh um it was Richard and Michelle. Where you and I both picked Richard and JV picked uh Michelle. Ah. And and that Monday night game it swung, I think, if I remember correctly, it swung over for Richard. Mm, that was a close one too. Yeah, it was. There was a lot. There was a couple of close games, um, this past week, and then there was complete blowouts. Um, yeah. Big blowouts. There was a. I think Carlson finished the league with uh, like 183 points or something like that, or the week. He did, and then he posted a funny meme on our fantasy football group site, uh, telling Fremont trolls to fix their data model. <laughs> Uh, and uh yeah <laughs> data model didn't work we we've made fun of that data model like beating a dead horse but you know what can you do right fantasy football is partially luck and partially data <laughs> exactly so at this point we actually do our pickums, but we don't have jv in the house this week so josh and i are in the opinion that we're gonna actually automatically disqualify him for this week because he's not here to pick so um you know he's just gonna have to accept that yes but for us, uh, what what should we do here josh should i don't know if he's gonna be available because he's he's probably drunk right now um having fun partying it up on vacation but should we um do a side bet here what do you mean a side bet whoever wins this week gets the uh, wins something gets what wins jv's wins no, 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 no. It, between you and me, uh, if if we're just doing this week as a, a solo week, you versus me, and we'll put something on the line. Okay, sure. I don't know. We need to determine what the bet is now because if we don't, um, we're never going to agree on anything. Uh, burpees? No, nothing physical, <laughs> exercise, anything like that. <laughs> uh... A dinner? Alright, uh, you can't eat sushi. Um, let's see. Oh, because 
I'll, I'll I'll eat it. If you win, I'll go with you to Trapper Sushi. Okay, and I'll that's I'll, expensive. I'll I'll eat I'll eat that carb fest up, only because you won. But okay, so and if I win, I'll, I'll pick the restaurant. It'll be something low carb. God, um, you're gonna eat, make me eat chicken feet. That's not a bad idea. Gross. You know, right. hey hey hey, it's a delicacy. That's all I have to say. Chicken feet, duck feet, pig feet. You know, good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what we'll do is we'll go ahead and enter our picks. JB probably will see this, so there's no way we can actually include him in here. So we'll just do uh, just the two of us right now. Um, so the first game of the week, and usually we call out the, the entire teams for those listening to the podcast world, but if you kind of familiar with what we talk about our teams by now, um, just the best interest of time, we're just going to go ahead and make our pick. So the first game this week is uh, myself versus Richard. And then what we'll do is we'll we'll put our uh, our calls out here, and basically what we'll do is we'll just talk about why we picked that particular team. Work for you, Josh? Yeah. All right, so let's go. Enter your pick now. Ah, nice. So um, both of us picked me, of course. Of course. That's my reason. That's my reason. Just it's me. I gotta always pick myself. <laughs> well, I picked you because I still believe Antonio Brown is going to be a huge factor in getting you tons and tons of points. And of course, you know you've got Andrew Luck playing, and he did pretty well last week. On Richard's side, um, I like Danny Woodhead, but he's also got Devontae Freeman, and we've talked about Devontae Freeman with Tevin Campbell cutting into his workload and singing good R&B songs. So, yeah. And then, you know, he's got Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray's good, but hes I don't think he's got a solid grip on that starting job with um, that guy behind him who ran like 75 yards for a touchdown. Oh, come on. He, he, he had three carries. I don't think he's the one to worry about. I think Washington's still the one. DeAndre Washington's the one to worry about. DeAndre's there too, but overall, I just like your team better. Antonio Brown is a huge, huge, huge kind of yeah. Guy. He, Antonio Brown's capable of getting thirty-six points or more every game. Yeah, that's dirty. It's almost unfair, but whatever. Hey, I kept him. I drafted him. Yeah, and that PPR like rule change ago. like made your keeper even better. <laughs> I know, and like. 40-something bucks, which, yeah, it makes it even better than anything else. It's a bargain. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next matchup here. Uh, Field Generals versus uh, you, actually. <laughs> so this one, I think, for me, requires a little bit more thought. I mean, I gave Alan a thrashing. Not really, but <laughs> I beat Alan last week. Um, I need to think so about this one, too, actually, because... I'm not just going to pick myself like I did last year every single time. Uh, I'll be realistic. Um, and he's starting Kristen Michael, actually, as one of his starting running backs right now. And all he has on the bench... Well, he has LeGarrette Blunt on the bench. I guess he could swap him in there, I guess. Uh, no, he, he believes in the Seahawks too much. He's not going to do that. <laughs> he would if he read Roto World. I don't like your running backs. I know you don't. You've said that many times. I know. I still don't. Are you, re- are you ready? Let me know if you're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Key I'm right, ready. Let's do this. 
Did your box disappear on you? Oh, there it is. Oh, we picked the same thing. <laughs> I We both picked Allen. Well, he's got Eli Manning playing against New Orleans, and then yeah. I've got Aaron Rodgers playing against Minnesota. I mean, yep. I, I feel like Eli Manning, when he played against New Orleans last year, he got, like, what, the five touchdown passes, and that still sticks in my mind. So I don't even think if Aaron, Aaron Rodgers can match that production, and he's probably one of my best players on my team currently. So... He also has Golden Tate against Tennessee and Joe Alderman against Miami, so and, I do like those. And he's got Adrian so, Peterson. Adrian Peterson's always a threat to do really well, no matter who he plays against. I don't know. He didn't do well last week. Well, that was surprising. But, you know, it's Adrian Peterson. You never know with that guy. I guess so. All right. Next matchup. Michelle versus Dom. I think I know this is pretty simple for me, too. Uh, yeah, we don't have to think about this one too much. How's that looking for you? There it is. We both picked Michelle. Yes. And one of the obvious reasons why I'm choosing Michelle is because she has Carson Palmer against Tampa Bay, and his starting quarterback, Adam's starting quarterback, is Thyroid Taylor against the Jets. Um, I am not that high on Thyroid Taylor, personally. Um, I think he did okay last year, but um, I think he's going to have a sophomore regression this year, unfortunately. Um, also, I, I see that Michelle has Matt Forte, and Matt Forte did super well last week. He didn't even look like close to being the so-called timeshare that everybody kept talking about in, in the, the New York backfield. So I think she has a legit starting running back there with Matt Forte as well. And, of course, she has Gary Barnage. That's that's huge because last week he did crap, but with Josh McCown coming back as the quarterback, you know how they did last year. McCown and Barnage yeah, they hooked it tandem. up. Yeah, yeah they, they hooked it up a lot last year, and Barnage had some huge stats because of McCown. So Yeah, having RG3 go down, you know, I don't want anybody to get hurt, but that that means Barnage is, is, is a, a good player for me. Uh, I agree with your sentiments there. I think what it boils down to me is matchups. Dom does not have a bad team, but the matchups that Michelle has with, again, like you mentioned, uh, Matt Forte, Carson Palmer against Tampa Bay, uh, I like Jarvis Landry in New England, and let me put this up. Willie Sneed, some say he's not the number one. He had nine targets and caught all nine of them for over 100 yards. That guy's a stud, and I believe in him. And I like that pickup for Michelle, and he's playing the Giants. Yep. So that's why I picked Michelle. If you can get as many Giants and Saints players into your starting lamp this week, you should, because yeah. it will be a shootout this week. All right, next matchup. It is the Force that Awakens, which is Roy versus Jeremy. Are you not entertained? Now, Roy beat you last week. And after telling you know everybody that he's the worst team, and he beat you, I just like saying that he beat you. Hey, what can you do? He put up like the f- fourth highest points Third. in the league or something. He did really Third. well. Yeah, he beat you. Thank you. Just pointing that out. Thank now, you. His, I think his team's gonna drop off with, once um, Le'Veon Bell comes back because he has DeAndre Williams. Um, I don't. There are some flashy things in there. I, I don't think Alex Smith is going to have that great a game like he did the first game. So, 
with that being said, I do like the matchups better on Roy's team. So that's my two cents. I don't know if I'm going to pick Roy still, but here we go. Are you, are you ready, Josh, to pick in your pick? Yes. Okay. R- ready? Go. Ooh. This is where the rubber meets the road here because you picked Jeremy and I picked Roy. Ooh, this might be the one that decides the matchup this week. Exactly. <laughs> Why did I pick Roy or uh, Jeremy? I, I don't like Jeremy's matchups. I, I don't like Carlos Hyde against Carolina. I don't like... Uh, well, depending on how Russell works, I don't know if I like him against that um, St. Louis line. We always have issues against St. Louis. Uh, I, so that's always a, a concern for me for Russell uh, in a game particular like this. I do like his defense, though, but I don't like any of his other matchups. I don't like Kobe Fleener. I don't think he's he's going to get a lot of uh, points this week or any week. <laughs> hmm. Well, I picked Jeremy just on the strength of his running backs. Uh, not not Carlos Hyde, but I, I do still like David Johnson a lot. And I think Ryan Matthews against Chicago is a good matchup for him. Uh, wide receiver-wise, uh, I mean, Jordy Nelson against Minnesota, uh, that, that could be a, a rough one if Minnesota plays lights out like they usually do against Green Bay. Um, Russ Wilson against L.A., um, that's a tough one. If Russ Wilson plays like he should, he should demolish L.A. If Russ Wilson plays like he did last week in the first three quarters, it's going to be a rough day for uh, for him. So we'll, we'll see what happens with this one. I'm typing to JB right now. He's like, my, my internet's failing. <laughs> All right, next game. JB can blame it on the Remy Martin and the Johnny Walker. <laughs> He's like this. This countryside podunk internet sucks. Anyways, <laughs> Sacktown. That's what you get for going to Sacramento. Sacktown. Oh, well, he's down. He's down by um Sacktown. He he went down to Stockton. So that's even like another hour and a half drive. Oh, you know, so oh, Stockton. I don't, yeah. I don't even know where that he is. He flew into. He flew into Sacramento and then um, and then drove down. No offense to any of our listeners in Stockton, but I have no idea where Stockton is in the state of California. I think we're safe because we have we have we have our Korean fans, our Korea fans, and um, some guys in Europe because they probably think football is soccer. But they stuck with us and kept listening, so that's awesome. Well, well, thanks you, thanks to all our international listeners. All right, we're global, global, global podcast, prestige worldwide. <laughs> JV's saying I'm laying down on the kitchen chairs right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he had a good night. He had a really good night. Anyways, okay. We uh, we are very professional, to... by the way, to all our listeners. Usually, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it would have been great to have a inebriated version of him on the on the show, but yeah, maybe next time. Yeah, maybe next time. Okay, next uh next pick of here is Brandon versus uh JV. Huh, speak of the devil. Um, Brandon versus JV. No, you know, you skipped one. You skipped. Uh, Did I? You skipped Carlson and. Oh, Carlson's Andy. not important. They're oh. not important. Okay. You want to skip them? Then? Fine, we'll go back to them. We'll go back to them. <laughs> they weren't important to me. Uh, all right, let's take a look at their teams here. They both have pretty good running back selections. Um, quarterbacks, I think one has the edge over the other. I'm not going to say who, but there's Eli Manning and Drew. Or, Burt Borders and Drew Brees. I'll let the fans. Uh, determine who I think the edge goes to. 
Uh, I think I'm ready to key in my pick. Josh, are you ready? I am ready. All right, let's do this. So we're waiting for... Oh, Viva can't... Look at you changed the color of your text, dude. I, Nobody can read that on the screen. I didn't deliberately change the, the color. It just did it on its own. Where does fail? It's a Canadian font. That, that, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Way to fail the people watching. Hold on, hold on. I'll fix this. There you go. You happy? There you go. Now it's white again. Uh, yes, I chose Carlson again because of the good old Giants-Saints matchup. He's got Drew Brees. If he plays just like he played against the Giants last week, he's going to like get a whole bunch of points on that one. Love A.J. Green. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin against San Francisco might be a good one too. Uh, if Mohamed Sanu is, plays this week, um, he'll do good. Uh, he, he did pretty decently last week, um, so we'll see how it goes. But I, I overall, I like Canadian ballers team more than Andy's right now at this very time. Yeah, I, th- I think in our in our Facebook chat, our message board, uh, JB did say something very accurate about Carlos' team is that it's well balanced. Um, aside from Andrew Gaines's major superstar, he has guys who have shown to be dependable typically in fantasy and that's going that's a good thing when you mix in a couple of big games here and there you know it it levels out and makes you win i mean i think that's how my lineup was set last year and it helped me get to the finals so he does have a pretty good team on his hands yeah i like his waiver wire pickup too with williams the san diego wide receiver so that was pretty good he outbid me i was i was trying to get him too he outbid me by like a few bucks, so I. Carlson looks like you're gonna stay number one for another week. Hopefully, but you're gonna to lose to me in, in fantasy hockey. That's all I have to say about that. All right, let's not talk about that because I wasn't invited. <laughs> you're welcome. No, I didn't pay attention to the email he sent me. <laughs> well, I'm in the fantasy hockey league with him, Abe, and JV, and you should give me a, you should give me rights as your second owner. If you want, we we should actually like play for something too, because right now we're not playing for anything. No, who cares? Like, put, make me the second owner, and then we'll dominate. Just don't tell Carlson. Okay, because I don't think he listens to this podcast anyway. I think he did. He just said that you breathe too much. Oh, well, I fixed that. So there you go. You're good now. All right, I'm good All now. Right. Uh, again, now we're with Brandon and and JV. Um, so I'm going to just go ahead and key my pick in I think Josh do you know who you want uh yes okay so I'm putting mine in is yours in yes uh I just see enter text here oh there it is just uh, updated uh we both picked oh we didn't you picked Brandon why I decided to diverge uh Partially because I, like I said, I don't have much faith in Todd Gurley this week against Seattle, um, and that's one thing. The other thing is his flex is Larry Fitzgerald, and I also don't think that Larry Fitzgerald will like do as good as he did last week. That the Cardinals' defense is so unpredictable in terms of which receiver will do good which week. Um, at the same time, Brandon, you know, he has Julio Jones. Um, he's got Thomas Rawls, who's now the starter and wants to prove himself this week. Um, so I'm, I'm giving Brandon a slight edge over JV. 
um, because of those. I like C.J. Anderson so much. I think C.J. Anderson alone, and maybe Matt Ryan will help carry his team, Davies' team. I like C.J. Anderson too. Um, That's why I only said slight edge. All right. Well, we have two games that so far we differentiated on, and we'll move on to the last pick here, or last uh, matchup. It is uh, Michael versus Benjin. Michael versus Benjin. So kind of looking at these teams, I think I'm going to – I might have faith here. I might have a little bit of faith. Josh, are you ready? (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Ah, uh, third game we differentiated in. So you picked Benjamin, and I picked uh, Michael. Uh, I picked Michael because I think the algorithm may pop this week with um, Matthew Stafford at Tennessee and Richard Jennings in New Orleans. With, and assuming, this is me, assuming that Demarius Thomas is going to play, um, that that will be a... a uh, play right there, assuming. Um, Michael Crabtree, I think I like him against Atlanta, and Jordan Reed against Dallas. So, I like the matchups. It's a it's a very matchup driven pick for Michael for me. I am assuming that Demarius Thomas is going to be limited actually this week. Uh, he he he'll probably play, but they might probably hold him on the snap count, or or he'll be limited because he, he injured his hip kind of last week. Um. I like Spencer Ware uh, on Benjamin's team right now just because Jamal Charles might be out this week. Um, OBJ against New Orleans. I mean, that could be huge. Um, and then, of course, uh, he's got Roethlisberger. Um, I think Roethlisberger always plays pretty well against Cincinnati every time they play. Um, so I, I like Benjamin's matchups too, actually. I I wasn't sure who to go with, but I felt based on what I know about injuries, if Demarius Thomas is truly limited or out, then I give Benjamin kind of the slight edge. So, did you just interesting? How did JV change his answer? Amazing. I'm changing. I'm changing it to him because you know what? He, in his drunk state, he actually uh, he actually typed his picks in in our uh, messenger chat. Oh, all of them. Yeah, so as I fill them in, feel free to uh, announce what JV's picking Okay. Uh, on the stream. So you could go to the other slides while I fill in on stream um, JV's picks. All right. So JV has gone with Benjin, so he agrees with me uh, for the Benjin versus Ethan matchup. For the Brandon versus JV matchup, he picked himself, obviously. For the... Andy versus Carlson matchup. Uh, JV has gone with Carlson, so it's a unanimous choice on Carlson beating Andy. Uh, For Jeremy versus Roy, JV has picked Jeremy. So Ollie is the only person who picked Roy in that one. For the Michelle versus Dom, uh, JV picked Michelle, so that's a unanimous selection of Michelle. For the Allen versus myself, JV went with Allen, so it's actually unanimous that Allen will defeat me. And lastly, for the Ollie versus Richard match, JV picked Ollie, so it's unanimous that uh, we all picked Oliver. So there, so there are only a few 
divergence here and there. Um, and so we'll see how it goes. Right on. Uh, so, Josh, our, our bet, our side bet still stands. And now that we have the picks for this week for all three of us, uh, we can continue our tally for the um, for next week or for this week. Okay, that sounds good. Hopefully, JV didn't make these picks while, you know, having consumed Johnny Walker and Remy oh, Martin. I, I don't know if you're paying attention to the chat or having, but he's like, I'm drunk, so give me plus two. <laughs> difference plus or minus plus two i'm sorry but i don't think there's a spread on this so <laughs> no no i don't think so either so tough luck <laughs> you're gonna have to deal with that um before quickly before we go and our final thoughts uh we do have a thursday night game tomorrow josh do you pick the winner hmm. it's the jets versus the bills yeah I'm, By the way, for those who don't know, I'm just gonna go with the Jets. Uh, I mean, you know, Bills—they—they're they're a decent team, but you know, the Jets I think have uh, a lot of weapons on offense um, with Brandon Marshall, uh, that guy that caught a touchdown last week. I forgot his name already. Such an E. <laughs> And then Eric Decker, and then they got Matt Forte, and then they got Ryan Fitzgerald. I think they'll that that'll power them to the win. So I'm gonna go with the Jets. Uh, I think I will actually go with Buffalo Ooh. on this one, but it's gonna be very close. I, th- I think Vegas has the lines as, as plus one Buffalo, uh, minus one New York. Um, I wonder if I think to me. Tyrod Taylor will actually show up in this game and have a pretty good passing attack uh, and w- with uh, LaShawn McCoy, actually a lot of dump-offs, and, and that will be the the seal of the seal of deal for the Buffalo to win that game. So that's my take. All right. So anything else we want to cover uh, before we sign off uh, is our final thoughts. Anything that from week one that you thought was uh, that stuck out to you? Um, what stuck out to me, and this is actually in particular in our league, is that um, a lot of scores were very, very high now that the PPR league rules are in place. Traditionally, if you score over 100 points, that was considered pretty good. Now, we're talking maybe like, you, in order to be pretty good, you probably got to score over one. 50 or something or 125 something around that range so the 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 kind of bar has been raised significantly due to the scoring changes uh that we made in the off season uh yeah i agree with that i I think that's what stuck out to me too and that any wide receiver can can uh fill in for your flex position if needed like it's just amazing how touchdowns aren't required for a decent play anymore yep and the other thing I noted was that the waiver wire is really, really bare. Like, this is the first time we've ever played in the 14-team league, and it's pretty dry out there, like, what you can find out there. Like, I'm I'm really scraping the barrel for, like, anybody who will possibly get anything. Like, when Cole Beasley becomes my top pickup of the week, that's when you know that you're really scraping the barrel for, like, guys at this point. 
So, yeah. I actually don't mind it. I think, you know, what's going to be an interesting dynamic moving forward is the bye weeks and trying to fill in those positions of who people will drop in order to fill in that position. That's true. I mean, you got to also account for defenses, kickers, tight ends. I mean. Exactly. There, there are going to be people who are dropped. It's bare right now because there's no bye weeks. Let's see if there's a multiple bye week team who have to fill a position, who who they will drop. Yeah, adds another it adds another layer to our to our league. Yes, so we'll see how that goes. But it's only week two right now. Um, I it's been interesting so far. Week one was we had a couple surprises, some non surprises. Dude, and ESPN. You can't do that to us again. Yeah. ESPN, you failed miserably. In fact, today at a meeting at work, a my general manager actually referenced the ESPN Fantasy Football app being down. So that's how major it was. Like, everybody was affected. In fact, I heard that ESPN was allowing people to retroactively alter their rosters, like after even the games had started because of that outage um, oh, interesting. which is unheard of and unprecedented and I don't even know how that works because you could just oh, no. cheat and just put in whoever got yeah. like, the best score for you so I don't know how that would work but I heard at least Carlson told me this is what they decided to do so but anyway I don't know how I wonder how we would uh, you know what let's cross that bridge when we come to it I don't want to try to determine how we're going to rule on that yet we'll use snail mail paper and pen no, too much work. We're just gonna <laughs> say your lineups. You should have known what your lineup should have been ahead of time. So my and shouldn't play with fire. So my final thought of the week is: set your lineup before Sunday, a morning, yeah. if you can, because you never know when the servers are down. Right, and don't play with fire with the questionables. If you have known quantity, known good quantity, play them. Yes, because there's no probable tag now. It's all questionable. So have somebody ready. Just in case. All right. Well, for me, I'm looking forward to uh, winning again. So I'm really determined to take this league this year. And I'm hoping that I'm wrong about my team and I'll beat Alan this week. (laughs) (laughs) Miracles happen. It does. It does. Not for you. (laughs) Anyways, uh, thanks for joining us on this podcast. And uh, good luck, everybody. Good luck, everybody. (laughs) 